Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could have edited that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, I said all this stuff. It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V, and on co-hosting duties is the ever-joyful children's author extraordinaire, Adrian Beck. Hello, hello, everyone. Can't wait to talk to these two. They're two of my favourites, actually. What a great duo. Let's, what uh, a let's... great duo. Now, I know, Adrian, you have a great love of our guests, so would you like to introduce one of them? I'd, I'd love to, Tom right. Gillett. Uh, now we haven't we haven't met before this podcast, but I have been a fan of Tom's work for many many years now, and I love that he's teamed up with my very good friend Felice Arena, my very good uh, caffeinating <laughs> coffee sharing friend. He takes me to all the all the best coffee joints all around Melbourne because he knows it like the back of his hand. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I love seeing these two get together and create some excellent books, sporty kids and the besties, and now, of course, Pooh, welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Tom Gillett and the other guy, Felice Arena. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Adrian. Thank you very much. The best intro. <laughs> the best intro. And Felice, you are an old hand at this podcast. You've been on a number of times. You're a friend of the pod. But, Tom, this is your first time not only on this podcast but on a podcast. Wow. I know. I've been dragged into the 21st century at last. It's incredible. <laughs> well, we are honoured to have you on board. We really are. Thank you. It's a coup because Tom doesn't – you don't really uh, do interviews, do you, Tom? No, not really. Not really. Only, only the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Felice's told you, but well done, friend. Whatever, whatever works. <laughs> now, we always start with an elevator pitch. Now, this book, Pooh, and other words that make me laugh, who would like to give me an elevator pitch as to what this wonderful book is about? This is Felice's Felice's domain, I reckon. Between floor three and floor six, easily. (laughs) Floor three and floor six. Okay, ting. Uh, It's a book (laughs) about words, about having fun, about 
playing with words and celebrating words and our weird and wonderful language. I love Things, that. Look, I'm, getting, I'm hopping off now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also see it as a performance book and that's where it came from. And it came from right way back in March 2019. Uh, I was invited, I speak at schools. Well, we haven't, well, when we could speak at schools, live, live <laughs> events before COVID. Uh, I was at the school and I was speaking to uh, an audience of five and six-year-olds. And right at the end, I had some time left over. I had about 10 minutes or so. And through that presentation, I had the besties and sporty kids. Um, and then I wanted to try something else. And I usually write fun verse poetry just for my, for my own kicks. And I had this little, uh, little sort of poem silly verse called poo and I trialed it out and I was hit by this like tsunami of laughter of waves a wave of laughter of the kids just going off and I know a lot of kids love poo but I had other words in it as well and I think <laughs> the teachers teachers were a little worried but then they really got into it <laughs> and yeah. I Look, I didn't think of it as a picture book back then. I just used it from then on at the next school and the school after that. And for an entire year, I, I used Pooh as a performance reading, really. And, um, and then, then I, I read it to Tom. We were at uh, an Koala Awards uh, tour mm, in Sydney, right. Tom. And I said, I've, yep. I've got this funny sort of verse thing I try out with kids, five-year-olds, and they seem to really love it. And, and uh, what do you think? And he said, oh, I think I could do some graphics with that. That'd be, that's, that'd be fun. Let's try it. And uh, that was a year, a year after. I, I did try it out with teachers at the reading conference or celebrate reading conference in Fremantle at the end of 2019. And mm. I was on a panel talking about picture books. It was over two days, this conference. And I was on a panel, not just talking about my books, but I was on a panel with Sean Tan and Lisa Shanahan oh, wow. and, mm. um, and we're all talking about our favourite picture books growing up with our favourite picture books. And I said, I love the picture books where you could lose yourself in the illustrations, but I also love the picture books that are sort of performance picture books that are written for the reader, uh, for storytellers, like, uh, you know, the, the, the book without pictures, you know, B.J. Novak. Mm. So I had Pooh there and I thought, do you mind if I read this out to you on? There were about 250 teachers in the audience. <laughs> and I read it out and they all joined in with the rhythm of poo throughout it. And then they came up and afterwards and said, is that out now? Can we use that? We'd love to use that with our classroom. I said, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not yet. Um, no, I'm not even sure if it's a book. Uh, stay tuned though. Watch this space. And, uh, so Felice, is, is the rhythm of the rhythm of poo, is that going to be your new album? Is that the, the next one coming out on back? Album cover. It is the rhythm I of would definitely excellent. get on board excellent. with that album. Oh, gosh. Brown album. Uh, anyway, that was a long explanation, but there you go. That is uh, how poo started for me. Oh, right. <laughs> that is... Perfect. Yeah. Well, Perfect. Just for, just for listeners who are wondering, it's not a scratch and sniff, I'm pretty sure, which is which we're all pleased about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Felice, you and for the, many people that were listening would probably know this, but Felice, you obviously had such a huge performing background in, in uh, over in the UK, and obviously uh, a lot of um, drama that you did on TV and on stage and all that sort of stuff. Have you been just dying to write a book that really brings the performance performance aspect to life? <laughs> 
Yes, yes. And I think I do that with a, a most, uh, well, a lot of my books, but I do think of that performance side of it and trying to bring uh, books and words to life. And I really have missed that. Through, well, 2020, we had to zoom in and do that. And you could still have some sort of connection. It was a little weird um, at times. But I, the, live, the live performance, I think to be a children's author, that's a part of, that's the fun part mm. of, of writing. The writing's tough. I mean, the writing part and sitting on your own for most of the time. But when you're in front of the audience you actually write for, then it, it sort of it, you know, it makes sense. Well, it makes sense for me. And I go, oh, that's why I do it. And to see them laugh and to see them engage with books. And, and I knew I was doing this for the readers, for the grandparents, the parents, the mums, the dads, the teachers, big brothers and sisters. And I wanted to make them performers as well. Mm. And um, and that's what you can get from this book. You can put on funny voices. Uh, you and and you. It might not just be poo, but there are other words that the the young reader will hook onto. Mm. Well. Maybe Felice, maybe we should actually perform this at the Ooh. end of the podcast. What do you Ooh. think? Well, you put on some well, funny voices. We could. I'd love. I'd love to do yeah? that. It, look, it is tough. You might have to rehearse. I mean, for anyone oh. who's out there listening um, and thinking of poo, and you might have a a young reader, age three to six, who uh, uh, you know gets enjoyment from you know, saying poo and bottom and all these funny words and and exploring words. Then, yeah, get the book, rehearse it, and then put on your funny voice and and uh, give your best performance. Well, I actually I'm, think it's for all ages. Yeah, I think it's for all ages. I think three to six is too narrow. I think uh, it's three to 106. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because I had a teacher, a teacher librarian said, I'm going to try this with my threes and fours because there are certain words in there because mm. uh, there's a wonderful glossary at the end that they can extend on or expand on afterwards and mm. have a lot, a, lot, a lot of fun with, it, with their own words and put their own poo or their own words or poo words together. <laughs> Or poo similar words. Wow. Poo like, poo -like words. Wow. I think we've reached the quota of using the word poo, but don't let, that's not going to stop us. We're going to break <laughs> through that. We're going to break through those. And I want, I want as many puns as we can, as many poo puns to just come out. Oh, look, I did one. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. As much as we can. Now, Tom, I've got a question for you. When yes. Felice first approached you about words, you know, and we've got higgledy piggledy and flap doodle, did you think, how am I supposed to visually <laughs> represent these? Yes. How do you yes. visually uh, represent a flap doodle? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it's not it, it, it's not like a traditional picture book where you are where you do have a narrative and a story. It is, and as part of Felice's pitch, which I think happened between sort of floor two and floor three, <laughs> um, at that stage, um, it was basically what when he sent me the text. Um, he also sent me the clip of him performing. Yeah, the, right. the text. So really it's, you know, my job wasn't to sort of represent the words at all, but just to sort of try and keep, you know, um, design a book that the, um, you know, the, the flow of the book would sort of, you know, continue on and you would sort of continue reading these words and try and get to the end. So, you know, it's a lot of times in picture books when it's, you know, more about the, you know, the, the pictures make the first impact and then you sort of read the words and then sort of um, cross-reference back. Um, it, it's just all about the words and mm. hearing those words out aloud. Um, the, the drawings in this instance take very much a backseat um, this time around. So uh, that in itself was, you know, a fun project to do for a change as well. 
Yeah, but they're a lot of fun. Like you can see, you can see that you've, you're actually enjoying the the text when you're <laughs> illustrating it, and you can see the cheeky looks on all the kids and all that sort of thing. So it's it's great. I mean, is this is it unusual for you to um, to bring sort of like a word a word centric sort of book to life? Like you were saying, a lot of them are there's yeah, a it's the first one it. I've done. Yeah, first yeah. one I've done. I think. I mean, did you find it a challenge? I, I, uh, no, it's actually well, actually no, I did a similar book as well just in the past year as well which is you know it it makes you know it still makes a certain sense when you sort of just read it in your head and look at the pictures and scroll through mm. but as with a lot of other books it just takes on another dimension when it's been read out aloud mm. and you know you sort of get the rhythm of the words and you know the, the shouting bits the quiet bits um yeah it's I don't know. Well, maybe I just didn't notice in the previous twenty years out of the other books. I don't know. But, um, no, certainly the last the last couple of books I've done have been a lot more performance centric, and that's you know that's 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 different in itself. Yeah. Can I just add, um, Tom? What Tom adds with his illustrations, and I can say this after working with, with him with Sporty Kids and the Besties, mm. he adds life to all his drawings, just the simple expression. And even uh, even in Poo, they might not as be as detailed as the besties or the or, or sporty kids, but there is life and they really mm. do bounce off. I mean, that's why you, you know, he's been in the business for such a long time. It's, mm. they're great. They, they do come to life. They jump off the page. And mm. um, I was really excited that Tom said yes to this and that we could do this. Speaking of Tom saying yes, at what point in the process did you actually <laughs> say to Tom that it's called poo? <laughs> uh, right off the bat. I mean, yeah, that was, that was the selling point. You had me at poo. You had you had me at poo. I think this was actually called something else completely different. And then Felice just mentioned poo, and he hasn't had the heart to go back to the original title, and we're stuck with it now. It was That's called it. Curb Your Enthusiasm. We share a love yeah. for Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Larry David, and we're having our best Larry David moments, and then I threw in poo. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're the guy that throws in poo. <laughs> exactly. Now, I want to I want to ask you too, because obviously, as we've said, you've done quite a lot of projects together, and you are such a you seem to be on the same page, if you pardon the pun, <laughs> uh, with with how you uh, you know tell your stories, and it, you seem to gel so well. Uh, how did you actually get started, you two, as a duo? Like, did, was that something that did you run into each other and and fate as fate would happen, have it? You were sort of in the middle of a uh, one of Felice's fantastic coffee joints down here in Melbourne, or something. Sort, or? sort of. I knew. I met Tom. I first met Tom at a party in St Kilda. I lived in St Kilda years ago. Yeah. I think we were at a same mutual a mutual friend friends, and we were at the party. And then we started chatting, and and I, but I didn't work. I we. We didn't work together. We just knew of each other's work. At that stage, I was just starting out. Um, I know Tom had been around for a few years at this stage in publishing, and he um, um, it was very secret life of us. I mean, can you remember the two? <laughs> well, St Hilda. It was, and it was. It was along the Esplanade there. Yeah. It's all very, you know, we're all writers, illustrators, artists. Yeah, we're doing it. We're cool. We're secret life of us. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of us, one was, one of us was Sibylla Bud, and the other one wasn't. You know, was it? exactly. <laughs> uh, so we, so we thought, uh, and it wasn't until really sporty kids and our publishers, our publishers uh, introduced us and said, again, and on a professional level and said, do you want yeah. to work together? And is that because Tom is particularly sporty? Uh, no, I don't get that from Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind me saying that, Tom, do you? 
Well, gone. I've said it now. I've said it. <laughs> it's too late. We're recording. <laughs> but I do like this sense of humour. <laughs> Are you sporty, Tom? Would you would you say you were a bit of a uh, you know a cricket uh, tragic or a footy fanatic? Uh, I only like listening to cricket on the radio, but that'll keep me company for days on end, which mm -hmm. I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Adelaide, so I'm an AFL head. So, and I moved to Sydney oh, nearly 25 years ago, and the only football you could see up here was going to see the Swans. Yeah. So I'm, I'm now a lifelong Swan supporter. So that's really fantastic. Sydney oh yeah, Swans. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian is logging off now. Like, this, before, is, this is when we all should started, say, even before Who? they started winning. <laughs> like, long time. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. Well, that changes everything. Of, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if are you, you taking this now, personally? Are you, Adrian? <laughs> taking this personally? No, not at all. I mean, if we can put up with uh, Felice going for Geelong, we can put up with Tom going for mm. Sydney. <laughs> and Adrian, you know that I know the AFL rules very. Oh, you know it backwards. That's when right. When we yeah, talked about do. your book, <laughs> yeah. they gave Speaking me a quiz. They yeah. gave me a quiz about AFL. And I'm like, yeah, they run with the ball, and and they're like, no, they don't. I'm like, they kick it. They're like, no, they don't. <laughs> they do actually kick it. Oh, uh, so you, you didn't, you didn't learn much from that quiz. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that went well. <laughs> Once right, again, final party at Danny's place next year, I think. <laughs> That's That's right. As long as there's food, I'll just I'll amuse myself with cheese or something. Be fine. <laughs> I want to know what collaboration looks like for you. I mean, you've collaborated a number of times, and I've spoken to a number of authors and and illustrators, and they collaborate in different ways. So sometimes, you know, the publishers, the conduit between you two, or sometimes you actually come together and brainstorm. What's your collaboration look like? Uh, it's we the publishers do step in and sort of yeah they I suppose that yeah don't you agree Tom they're sort of there yeah, they're, yeah. they're guiding guiding us uh, and sometimes I might call I might call or text Tom but really I leave it we leave it up to the editor or the editor in question really and um, uh, you're you're updated sort of every step of the way as well but you know, um, Felice is great in that he's not a very prescriptive author and mm. he's just basically trusts you with the words and to see what you can add to it. So, mm. And then he always says nice things when, you know, the drawings come in. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he's a perfect collaborator, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just says yes. That is the perfect word. Yes. 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 Right. yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. good. Yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Yeah. I love that. We don't put a lot of thought into it. Well, we do. <laughs> I think we do. Speak to yourself, mate. Yeah, no, we do, actually. We do. You <laughs> should put that on the cover. But Not a lot of thought yeah. put into it. That's the next book. But also, I think. Uh, if I can just add something else, I think also with Felice, because he's, because Felice does a bit of illustrating as well and has illustrated his own books, I, I find with Felice's texts as well, like, you know, they're, they're always, you know, they're never impossible to illustrate. Like, you know, he kind of has a visual sense, I think, when he's laying out action as well. Hmm. So he can sort of run that over pages because, you know, and sometimes when, you know, you'll have a text and, one person's here and then suddenly they're doing that on the next page and you go, how does this work? 
And I never get that with Felice's text. So I think I think there's a visual part of Felice when he's writing stuff and just actually plotting out action in a way that like is makes my job that much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was almost No, no, that's not. No, I've touched by that. Yes, uh, <laughs> and I think that might come back to your question, Adrian. Uh, that was from the performance background or the acting background or just mm. seeing things visually or seeing them as scenes or frames in a movie, perhaps. Mm. And that's how I go about mapping out all my stories, not just picture books, but for my middle grade novels as well. Yeah, so, Felici, you know how high the expectation is now when we do this performance of this book, where all it's all going to be, you know, pinned on you and your it's performance. All on no, the no, rest well, of us can suck. It'll be fine. But see, but Danny, I work alone usually, so this is <laughs> to take into account. He's already blaming us. Come on, guys. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's going to be fantastic. I can't. Wait. I can't wait. It's going to set the world on fire. Yeah, yeah. One page is going to be neighbors. The next is going to be home and away. The musical. <laughs> It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Someone had to bring it up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> now, anyway. Fleetie, Fleetie, you've written middle grade books, books for young children, a picture book. Is there anything you can't do and what's next? Uh, I'm not very good at, um, well. <laughs> not very good at. at uh, dot, tell, dot, us, dot. tell us your secrets. I Look, I, I. Initially, when I started writing, I thought, and as Tom said, I, I, I loved drawing and I, I, I majored at art at college and I thought that would play a big part in writing kids' books down the track, even though I went into performance and I was a teacher for some time. And I thought that drawing illustration somehow would come into it. Um, so I always thought it would be for younger anyway. Or, um, uh, but the first book that was, it was sort of set the tone was a middle grade book. Mm. Uh, and... I think once you're, well, back then, and this is, I'm talking about 20 years ago now, um, it sort of it sort of set the tone of people sort of pigeonhole you, not pigeonhole you, but they go, well, that's it now. You That's what you write and that's what will push you as, mm. uh, as a middle grade writer. But I knew there were other things because from my college or art days, I, I thought of writing for younger audiences and I've been able to do that. After you have a little bit of success, I know I got a chance to, especially after Specky McGee, I was given the, the opportunity to try other things and other genres for other ages. And I'm glad I have. I think it was, if it were just one genre or one age group, I think I'd be quite, I get bored quickly. So um, for me, I do need to mix it up a little bit. And that's why I love my school visits because, and I think the schools do um, enjoy me coming in because I'm not only just speak to the older classes, I can speak to the younger classes as well. And it just breaks it up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what you were saying before about um, being a visual storyteller, I think that comes through in your historical fiction that you've written in recent years. Because sometimes if you're going to talk to a kid and say, I want you to read this historical fiction story, they'd be like, right, I'm out, I'm out, where's Pooh? You know? <laughs> but um, your stories read like action movies. Um, and so, I mean, I think, do you take some of those uh, those cues that you've got from your performance and your movie Always. background and TV background and act just to pack it with action scenes to keep the pages Invaluable. And I, and I trial things out. Storytelling or writing is all about storytelling, right? And, and reading aloud. And I remember, I have fond memories of my teachers reading out aloud and we loved it. You know, read the next chapter, please. Read the next chapter, please, in grade six or when we're in grade, our grade six teacher. And mm. I, I do that all the time with uh, new stuff. And I have missed that, obviously, with COVID in the last year. And it's harder to, to do that over Zoom. Mm. Um, 
but with a live audience, yeah, I do trial things out. And sometimes they don't go anywhere. Sometimes they'll tell you right away. I, uh, <laughs> kids are pretty honest. They, they yeah, just stare at you. you, you know, you, yeah, you suck. <laughs> Where'd you buy your shoes from? This um, is poo. <laughs> and you just take it, you take it on board and you go, yeah, it does suck. Uh, I'll move on. Let's go on. Thank you. Thank you for your feedback. <laughs> Thank you. But you do, I do listen to them. And I listen to the teachers as well. I, they, you know, they're, they're, they listen, they understand. I think a lot of people, when they find out that you write for kids, um, and I know Tom and Adrian must get this as well, they just think, oh, that's easy. They, they, they pull it under one umbrella. Oh, that must be really easy. Well, it's not easy because you've got to understand how kids think and feel at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever age group you're writing for. But uh, people sort of generally tend to pull it under one umbrella as something simple. Mm. <laughs> and it's not. It's not. But staying staying connected to that performance side of it, I think that helps you it helps you connect with the younger audience as well. Because a lot of us, when we get older, oh, no, I, I can't be jumping around being silly and do it, making up dances and uh, saying silly words and all that sort of stuff. You know, we sort of put that aside. But if you keep that going like you've been able to make a career out of it, Felice, then you can stay, you can stay connected to those young, that younger side of yourself. I've seen Felice in front of a classroom and he's amazing. Yeah. Um, no, he really is. He's one of the best great. in the country. He's, yeah. he's oh, brilliant. That, oh, more, more, please. No, stop it. No, stop it. More, please. Stop it. More. That's a really nice hat you're wearing too, Felice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe put a shirt on, but apart I, from that, it's yeah. great. Well, he's words and nerds shirts in the wash, so. Yes, yes. I look, I think it's important to add play. It doesn't matter how old you are to add play to your life anyway in general. I think we tend to lose a sense of play as we become adults and pay bills and mm. and look after families and, and whatever you just you seem to lose a little bit of that but the kids remind you especially when you're you're a teacher or you you work with kids or you perform in front of kids they remind you what it is to to play and and still be silly and, and be young mm. young at heart you know, and I and I think with poo, there is definitely a lot of play in it. Even the way it's designed, and I, Tom, I've got to, we've got to mention the the design design of this book. With you worked closely with the the designer of the book at Harper Collins, did an amazing job of just. It's so tactile in, in mm. terms of when you read it, you have to turn it upside down and play mm. around with the words. Mm. And it's not just it's not literal. Mm. Um, and, and people might listening to this might think oh, it's just a, a bunch of words but there's there's more to it it's really up to the storyteller you can play you can move around move the book around with your young reader and and have, have fun with it yeah. Tom can you tell us about the design process I'm really interested in that um oh, it was I mean it was quite you know it it's just basically work breaking down I mean, all books start off with I'll get two A4 sheets of the manuscript. Sometimes I'll have it broken down into pages. Other times I'll have to do that myself. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a matter of just sort of trying to trying to break down the text and breaks in pages where, you know, you know, Felice would be taking a breath or, you know, how to be performing it or whether, you know, making sure the poo words would come as a surprise on a following page or something like that. So just trying to balance the flow of the book like that. And, you know, the only the only sort of limit I kind of gave myself on the layouts were just trying to imagine a classroom of children sort of reading this book out aloud and just, you know, the reaction of the kids and, you know, saying the words, hearing the words. And it was also, it was a very liberating text to work on as well because 
you know, we don't have a story or characters. We don't have continuity from one page to the next. So, you know, or even, you know, which way around the book was going to be. So it was a very liberating experience to try and sort of push that as far as it can go. And yeah, and, uh, you know, full credit to... You worked with Christy, right? With Christy Lunwhite? Also yes, working with Shren as well. And like um, HarperCollins were just really open to what we could do with the book. Like it was, again... Um, and most publishers are like very open with what you can bring to um, bring to a project, and you know they they just sort of you know got it straight away straight off the bat and mm-hmm. could imagine what the book was going to look like towards the end and were quite happy with us to sort of push things as far as layout and design were um, as as far as we could go. So even, even know, the was, quality of paper, right? It was it was really interesting to go back and forth about the paper quality mm. as well. I You've love always got to go back and forth about the paper quality, Felice. It's a very important thing. I'm actually really cutting the paper now, and, guys, you made a great choice. <laughs> Feels yep. very nice. Four-ply, four-ply. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going there. Hey, well done, Adrian. Hey, well uh, done. Tom, speaking of what you can bring to a project, I mean, um, you have such a distinctive yet so such a cheeky and much loved style. I mean, you can see Tom Jellett book and you know straight away it's by you, uh, the way you draw these wonderful characters that have got so much, uh, as Felice said, you know, they've, well, they've already got so much character in them. Um, did it take you a while to develop that? I mean, I'm looking at this Zoom call and I can see over your shoulder we've got some other style there, some other, uh, I assume, Tom Jellett compositions in the background, which aren't like the stuff you've been doing for books. So no. did you did you focus on creating a certain style for the books? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that was um, it was a different method to what I, you know, I hadn't done it done previously. Um, generally with every book, it's about, trying out something new um, rather than sort of trying to repeat yourself. Um, the stuff you can see over my shoulder isn't my work at all. Uh, <laughs> no wonder it looks that's, different. That's, that's, a friend of, that's a friend of mine. Pick up, Adrian. <laughs> well, it looks right. like you're in your studio. It looks like you've got all your work behind you. <laughs> no, this is, this is a friend of mine's studio. I see. And he's turned 50 today. So he's in the pub over. Happy birthday, He's in the pub friend. over the road. Oh, no. And we're so keeping you. And I'm coming over here and then I'm going back to joining him after that. So this was the easiest way to do it. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's Tony's stuff. Yeah, what's his Tony name? Giles. Look him up on Etsy. Happy birthday, yes. Tony Giles. <laughs> you don't look a day over 39. <laughs> he'll, he'll like that. <laughs> I thought so. So did I it take you a number of years to come up with your, the style that you that you use for your illustrations or did it just sort of happen all of a sudden? Oh, no, it takes takes years and years. Mm. You know, um, I, I studied, I went to art school after high school, um, did a Bachelor of Illustration in Adelaide. Well, they had a, a Bachelor of Design course down there and you could specialise in illustration. Oh, yeah. um, you come out the other end and you have no idea what sort of this, – this was sort of early to mid-90s and everything was um, – it was all um, – Goosebumps was like really big. Oh, uh, yes. And, um, and the first – one of the first breaks I got was doing a series of After Dark books for Lothian books. Like oh. um, Gary Crew was a series editor. Um, they were like little sort of chapter books, sort of illustrated horror stories. Oh, right. Um, and Quite different to what you ended up with. <laughs> very different, very different. And, but, you know, that's that's part of it. You just sort of, you know, you start off, you know, just sort of trying to feel your way around and, you know, just gradually you kind of work your way into a space where you sort of feel comfortable or that sort of where you want to want to sort of work. 
Mm. Um, you know, I did about four or five of those books and that, you know, those books gave a lot of illustrators a start back then. That was a really mm. good opportunity from Lothian. That was fantastic. I think even Sean Tan got his start back there and you know, right. look where he is wow. now. It's fantastic. I loved the glossary. That was my favourite part, you know, English teacher nerd. So I wanted to, um, if you could all go to the glossary, actually. Sure. sure. I would like you to find a word that describes yourself. For example, mm. if I was Adrian, mm. I might describe myself as a flippity gibbet. <laughs> or perhaps if I was... Is that, is that a compliment? Hang on, I haven't got to the right page. <laughs> or perhaps if I was Adrian, I might say that I was a bit of a flap doodle. Well, that's, per- <laughs> that's, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I thought, let's go around, let's go around the room, the virtual room, and sure. find a word from the glossary that describes you best. And Adrian, you can think of your own words. They were just the words that sort of came to my mind when I thought Thank of you. Thank you, Danny. I know, I appreciate that. I know that's said with love. <laughs> so much. Ugh. Felice. Right. Well, you. find a word from the glossary. I'm not fuddy duddy. I don't think I'm fuddy no, duddy. I'm definitely I'm not. definitely, I think I'm whoops and oops. Ooh, whoops and oops. Oops. <laughs> I'm finding myself surprising myself all the time, putting my foot in my mouth. All the time. Just going, whoops, oops, yeah, that's me. So you're a whoops oops. Whoops oops. Yeah. What about you, whoops Tom? Slash oops. What's a word? Oh, definitely, there? definitely persnickety. Ooh, persnickety. And isn't Very that a great persnickety. word to say? Persnickety. Yeah, that is a good persnickety. one. Oh yeah, Love everything's got to be. Yes, yeah, so. Fussy. <laughs> He's a fussy fellow. So we got oops, whoops, oops, and persnickety, Mr. Adrian Beck. Or have I um, stolen? Have I stolen your thunder? I, I think I would like to be a flippity gibbet. <laughs> that's how you say it. I Someone thought so. Very talkative. <laughs> but I spend too much time dilly dallying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. with twaddle. Oh, well. we've, we've all got a bit of dilly. Hey, I'm looking up yeah. twaddle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you describing this podcast as twaddle? <laughs> uh, not, not uh, your parts. <laughs> you mean poo? Oh, podcast. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh, we we no. need <laughs> That's right. fantastic. All right, if I was going to describe myself, yes. um, I get, you know, do you want to have payback, Adrian? Or no, no, no. Are you okay? You, I just thought you might want to get it off your chest, that's all. Um, well, I'm easily excitable, really enthusiastic, so I have to be gaga, but I would also be a little bit of collie wobbles. Oh, collie wobbles. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, okay. Well... <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to now put you on the spot, both of you. Uh-huh. And Adrian and I, we're going to have a little bit of a weird word quiz with you because you've given oh, us no. lots of weird words. No. So I'm going to, y- your names no. can be your buzzers. So Tom Fleach, Tom Fleach, Tom Fleach. <laughs> All right. And Uh-oh. play along at home if you think you've got a great vocabulary. And you can either tell us what the meaning of the word is or as if, if you don't know, you could make it up. And if we don't know, it. we're going to just say poo, okay? All right. You can make that up too. <laughs> we'll make it up. What is the meaning of, or put the following words into a sentence? Number one, gobbledygook. That's gobbledygook. It's <laughs> an easy one. That's, yes. that's, that's a small orange monster that eats books. <laughs> oh, you are correct. Crossover, yes. Come on. That's a lovely crossover. No I was, I was is that the, the best you got? Very literal. Yeah. No, yes, you it mind, is the Tom? best we've got. The best I've got, yeah. The best you've got. So it's all just, downhill from here, Tom. All, absolutely. I'm going to give you a point for that, though, Tom. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, contestants, uh, tell me what the meaning is of kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle Bunny, Bunny Kerfuffle, Mo Willems. We cross over another book. 
Kerfuffle. Have what? you read that book? It's a wonderful book. I think kerfuffle, kerfuffle is when you get origami wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And if it and doesn't mean that, it should. It should mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a bit of a kerfuffle right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of a paper crane and it's yeah. just gone. This just game gone is going south. really well. Um, Adrian, number three. Yes, uh, I, number three. I think you're going to you're going to know the answer to this because um, sometimes when Felice performs, it's a bit like this. So, what is oh. the meaning of a oh. cacophony? Go on, Tom. <laughs> cacophony. <laughs> it's like when you take. Well, when you've just like done the washing up and everything's drying in the rack and then you just turn it upside down and you <gasps> think that's a cacophony. cacophony. That is brilliant. That is, cacophony. brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love that. All right, number four. Can we, we just point out these words are not in the poo book? No, they're not. No. They're these, that, that's why you don't yeah. know. That's they will be in the sequel. Them. Excellent. I can't wait. <laughs> because this one, this one's a winner. Winkle picker. Ooh, what's a winkle picker? What's a, win- a, what's a winkle picker? picker? Go on. Tell me what a winkle picker is. Yeah, anyone got that? What, who's yeah. who's leading, Danny? You're you're keeping score I've here. No when you uh, <laughs> when you get a little bit of a uh, little bit of fluff or something in your or dust speck, speck in your eye, in your belly button, <laughs> or your belly button, and you ask someone, "Could you please be my winkle picker?" Winkle picker. Wow, you must have a very close relationship with that. No, it has to be intimate, of course. Yes, with someone you're intimate with. No, you can't right. just go up to a stranger and say, hello, okay. could you be... Hot tip. Yes. I have, hot tip, I have something. No, what? Have... Well, there's probably an app for that. Um, yeah. mm. Tom, do you want to have... That was great, That's Felici. But do you want to give it a crack, Tom? Do you want to give it a, what a winkle um, picker is? Uh, it's 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 a fashion term, isn't it? It's you are amazing. Ooh, it's it's footwear Tom. that I certainly oh, wouldn't want to be kicked by. It's footwear. It is footwear. Wow. <laughs> Tom, Very pointy boots. You're a genius. <laughs> That's exactly what well, it is. No, well, yeah. And got a pair of winkle pickers just kicking around in the back of their wardrobe. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, What's interesting one. here, Danny, is that um, the author of Pooh is trailing Look. behind the illustrator yes, of Pooh. He's in a kerfuffle, Adrian. I am he's in, in a, a kerfuffle. <laughs> Tom's writing the sequel. I'll yep. be illustrating the next one. Yep. <laughs> it's all gobbledygook to Fleech. It is. Um, all right. Fleech, you need a winkle picker. Uh, right now, do, we need I to do. give you a I'll kick with a winkle creative. picker. I think you're going to know this one. You, In fact, this describes you well as well. No. What is... A ragamuffin. I think that describes you, Adrian. What? <laughs> That's outrageous. Oh well, that was an old-fashioned word, right? Ragamuffin, a bit of a, a ragamuffin, a bit of a, a lad, a, a yeah, a bit of a lad, a bit of yeah. a ragamuffin, a bit of a. Come on, Fleech. Come on, it's late at night. Spit it out. Um, uh, you know, a little cheeky, a cheeky sort of a cheeky. Character, right? A ragamuffin, yeah. a little, mm. a little naughty, a little cheeky, a little cheeky monkey, a cheeky monkey. That's thank you, Tom. Yeah, a cheeky monkey. Right. I'm going for a cheeky monkey. Do you agree with that, Tom? Are you, Tom? Are, thank are you, you. Are you agreeing yeah, with I'll, Fleet I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with a cheeky. You monkey. ragamuffin, you. But it was very, <laughs> very like 30s, wasn't it? 1930s. I love it. I think we should bring it back. Mm. <laughs> it's typically about one dressed in scruffy clothes. Mm. So maybe they okay. that was where it maybe expanded on to be some, yeah. someone cheeky, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> well, thanks for playing, guys. Tom, I now think you're an absolute genius, so yeah. well done, Fleetie. This is your time to shine because we're going to now do some performance poetry about poo, poo, <laughs> and other words that make me laugh by yours truly, Felice Arena. Illustrations by Tom Jelly. These words make me laugh. 
Bumbershoot. Bumfuzzle. Bottom. Poo! Piggledy, piggledy, flippity gibbet, flap doodle. Poo! <laughs> Dollop and doozy and dawdle and wallop, woozy and waddle. Jiggly, wriggly, snickersy and twaddle. Brouhaha, tee hee hee. Poo! <laughs> <laughs> Collie wobbles, squabbles and gobbles. Bitty, butty, Booty! And baby words too. Doo doo da da. Din dins. Kaka. Poo! Buddy daddy. Wishy washy. Dilly dally. Whoops and oops. Bits and bobs. Hullabaloo. Hubbub. And hodgepodge too. And what about slurp, burp, and chirp? Wedgie. Squeegee. Fidgety. Gaga. Goo goo. Gunk. And, and don't forget. Skedaddle, caboodle, a snickety and rickety. Scuttlebutt, succotash, skittles and skew. Phew! These words make me laugh, I'm sure for you too. But there's nothing as funny as that little word. Boom! Well done, everyone. <laughs> oh, we got there. <laughs> I've just got one last question for you. Fleechy's answered it before. Adrian's answered it before. Why do you illustrate? Why do you create? I love doing it. It's um, it's different every day. Um, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to be on my desk from one day to the next. You know, I mean, sometimes you might have a bigger picture and you might be, you know, drawing a big scene for. Now a couple of weeks, but um, generally each each day or each week, there's something new to draw. Um, often something you haven't drawn before, so it's different every day, and it's fun. And perfect answer, perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. answer. Yes. Excellent, thank you very much. So much potential. <laughs> oh, you are on a roll. <laughs> Toilet roll. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> when you have to explain a pun, so, it means no, it was no, a no. terrible pun. <laughs> no. That was a pun on a pun. Yeah, I think she's trying to give you the brush off. Oh, <laughs> nice. Thank you so, so much, you guys. That was so much fun. I'm not sure how our performance turned out, but I reckon it was, you know, you guys did an amazing job. And uh, thank you for talking uh, books and poo and all sorts of silly things. I had a great time and it's always a pleasure to have you on, Fleetchy. And so lovely to meet you, Tom, and so privileged you for you to be on this thank podcast. You, Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I enjoyed thank it. You. Thank you. And congratulations. You congratulations on the book. Let's hope thank it you, um, goes through the roof. I was going to say let's hope it make us, makes a splash, but I already said that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It's worth doing a second time. It yeah, was. true. It yeah. really yeah. was. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, worth a number two. number two. Number two. Oh, oh we got him before me. Oh. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> I really like the besties. How did you get the idea to make the besties and besties was the first chapter book i started reading so it's really a story about me and my brother yes yes what tom what about you Best wasn't my idea. I just drew the no it wasn't your idea but he really adds a lot to them <laughs> he really adds a lot to them i love well for me my favorite part it's not actually my story it's it's tom's, <laughs> comics, tom's comics at the back of the book Super Ollie, and I love the like the last one. Super Ollie, Ollie, I this one here meets the incredible both of them. That's my favorite right there. And your favorite <laughs> is Make a Splash. Is that right? 
Oh, fantastic. Make a splash. Yeah. Have you heard, <laughs> I know this sounds like a really uh, a shame, shameless plug, have you heard the Besties World album, <laughs> the music that goes with it? We, there's a song based on Make a Splash. All right, you happy now you've met Felice and Tom? Do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye, nice See to ya. meet you too. She carries this book around with her everywhere. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>